Hey, good afternoon. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Glad to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon for the Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. Brought to you on Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, I think, LinkedIn, and I'm broadcasting on CastBox as well, which is a radio type of app. They'll put the link in the uh, in the chat box there if you'd be interested in following us and listening to us on CastBox as you're driving or whatever you may be doing. It might be a little easier, take a little less bandwidth. So it's uh, YouTube. Facebook Live, I think LinkedIn and CastBox. So glad to be with you this morning. If you have any questions, uh, simply type them in your chat box, in your chat box, and they will uh, come up, and I'll be able to see them and respond to your questions, whatever they may be. Questions about devices, questions about training, questions about machines, anything that it is that you want to know about. Just questions about PMF in general. If you want to learn more and understand PMF a little better, please just post your questions. If you'd like to talk to me. Text your name to 502-599-9722, 502-599-9722, and I will give you a call back, and we can have a discussion about whatever it is you might want to be asking. And uh, I enjoy doing that because quite often we go deeper. We're able to get further into what you're wanting to talk about, and uh, I can ask questions of you and, and so forth. Hazel's with us on CastBox. Good morning, Hazel. Uh, let's see here. Let me go to the comments box. we got some comments here. Northern Lights with us. Sophie's with us. Magnawave Corporate's with us. Kim Richard Russell is with us. Hello, everyone. Thank you uh, for being with us this morning. Uh, if you'd be so kind to tap your name in there, that'd be great. Or say hello. Hey, Tim, thanks for being with us this morning. So again, if you have any questions, uh, just post them in the chat box there, and I will be happy to um, address them and uh, give you some information. Something we're working on, I'll give you a little update. Uh, we're going to be available on Roku, um, the Amazon um, Fire app, and uh, then we'll have some mobile apps on Android and iPhone to where you'll be able to come in and watch various videos in various categories, much like you watch your TV, your streaming TV at home. So we'll be on Roku and uh, soon we'll be on Apple TV, but we're going to be on Apple. We're going to be on uh, Amazon Fire and Roku here very shortly with a whole list of uh, presentations, programs. Uh, the name of the of the, is uh, biohacking wellness. And we're going to talk a lot of different things about healing and wellness and health and wellness, as well as the MagnaWave applications and the various devices that we're uh, working with uh, to help your health and wellness. So look forward to that. Again, it's biohacking wellness. It'll be on Roku and uh, Amazon Fire on your streaming devices. So uh, we're look, again, we're looking forward to that. Okay, uh, Rianne has questions about the LZR. How deep does it go? Can you treat overclothing? Will it help with tendon and muscle pain healing or just superficial issues? Okay, uh, the LZR um, goes quite deep actually, uh, probably uh, two to three centimeters. Uh, probably something uh, like that in terms of deep penetration uh, into the body. Um, it does not go through clothing. You need to have it, uh, the light, it's light, so you need to have it on your, on your skin or just above your skin. Same thing with hair. It does not penetrate hair as easily like on an animal. So what you do if you're treating a small animal, you just spread, spread the hair, if you will, 
and place the light right on the area and then it will go in and it, it diffuses as it goes into the tissue. Same thing on a horse. Now, if you got a light area, for example, the inside of the leg or uh, uh, an area on a horse that is not heavy with hair, you can pretty much go right over it because it will penetrate through that, but just as not as easily as if it's at uh, the bare skin. Great questions. Um, and will it help with tendon and muscle pain or healing or just superficial issues? All of that, it will certainly aid. Uh, light is a very, has a very healing uh, capacity and, and help pain relief capacity. So uh, it's much like a heat lamp, if you will. But so if you, you apply it, it will help by, the, by virtue of the penetration, all of those types of issues. Very complementary is what we've talked about. And one of the reasons that we're working with the LZR is very complementary to MagnaWave, just gives you a broader scope and how you may approach the tissue and the area. So great question, Rand. Thank you uh, for asking. Any other questions, please just put them in the chat box and I'd be happy uh, to take a look at them. Or give me a text at 502-599-9722. Weather's hot. COVID is apparently running pretty strong. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of information out there. And if you have questions about that, uh, how people are utilizing PEMF uh, around the world uh, to deal with these types of indications and situations, I'd be happy to uh, give you some background on what folks have done. Uh, I'll give you some of that uh, as, we're, as I'm waiting for someone to ask a question or to text in. Uh, it's been used a lot. Uh, PEMF has been used a lot, as we talk about, for helping to improve blood flow, helping to improve uh, the, the mitochondrial action and the blood oxygenation. And all of that is good for helping to sustain health and wellness. And where people have had a lot of congestion issues or lung issues related to the flu and various congestion things that they get in COVID, quite often to utilize a PMF type of device or PMF to help help the flow, help the oxygen, help the blood flow to the area uh, is said to be very beneficial to helping uh, provide comfort and relief in those types of situations, which then again, as we often talk, allows the body to be in a better position to heal it, to heal itself. We have a doctor that we've worked with and talked with in Mexico uh, back during in the late uh, uh, in 19, late 1990s, uh, when they had the the outbreak of, I forget what it was, uh, had the flu outbreak, and he treated uh, hundreds of clients with treating their chests and their back to keep their lungs viable, to keep their breathing good shape, and uh, along with the other medications that he was utilizing and had very good results. And uh, we have reached out uh, to the FDA to be maybe work to see what we can do to be on a short list, to be included in some studies, to utilize our, our uh, uh, therapy for COVID-19 specifically. We have to write a grant, which we're looking for someone to help us in uh, preparing a grant and to submit to the FDA or to submit to various people who will then help fund uh, the studies that are required to do that. So even though it's a fast track, it's still going to take us a year or so to, to do that. We didn't know if we'd be able to get them to say, okay, let's try this at this hospital or let's do this. And, and you know, they, there's just a lot of, a lot of red tape, a lot of things to go through, but we are in fact uh, trying to pursue that along with some other situations uh, for additional studies and additional information uh, that could be found to be beneficial for these types of 
uh, situations we're finding ourselves in with this particular pandemic and other things that, that they're talking about. So uh, that's what's going on there. And uh, we, we hope that it move quicker, but it's going to, going to take some time. Uh, Tracy's with us. Uh, she's wanting to possibly start my cats and dogs on C60. Is there one of the oils that is better than the other for pets? And what would the dosage be for cats and dogs? Um, I, I think, Tracy, it would be a taste situation, uh, what they would, would like. Uh, I would put it potentially on a cracker or, or a piece of bread and let them have it that way. You could uh, dose it on their food. I mean, if uh, to put it on their food, put a few drops, a uh, dropper full on their food. Uh, remember that when they discovered C60, they were trying, what they were trying to do is they were going to give it to these rats and mice to kill them by giving them massive amounts. And so they gave them massive amounts and it didn't kill them. It in fact made them healthier and stronger and and so on and so forth. So uh, so your dosage would be, I, I would say uh, a person uh, takes uh, three dropperfuls morning and night, uh, depending on the weight of your animal. If it's a cat, I would give it a dropperful, just put it on the food or a half a dropperful and see how things go, see how they, how they work, how they feel. Um, and you know, I've often told my story that uh, basically what happened is I went on it for mm, three and a half, four months before my next physical and my blood work was better than it had been in 10 years. And that's pretty well sustained now because I'm on it continually. I'm on it every day and uh, my blood work has continued to, uh, to be good. My triglycerides and, and all that stuff, the diabetic, diabetic numbers and so forth. I've been pre-diabetic for a long time. That's virtually uh, off the table at this point. Uh, so, and I attribute a lot of that to my taking of C60 because I didn't have it until that didn't have the benefits or the blood improvement until the C60 it had been very consistent for years and years uh, up and down. And, and now it's just been, it's been very good. And uh, Debbie experienced the same thing. We put her on it about three or four months before her, her next physical and her blood work was better than it had been for a good while. So again, Tracy, I think that's a good idea. Uh, do a dropper full right on there. You know, I kind of like the um, um, olive oil um, and, and, and some like the, uh, uh, what's the one that we're taking? I forget, but there, there's two or three different. And I would just test um, what you find as to maybe the tasteless, more tasteless, if you will. Uh, may They may be more comfortable with that. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Give it a shot. And uh, I think you'll be pleased. And we do have some products that uh, uh, Max has been working with for the animal side uh, that we've worked with horses for some wound uh, situations and uh, we're going to be bringing those products into our line as well. So that's been interesting to follow that situation. So let's see, here we go. Tracy's got that. Um, how long after joint injections in a horse can you treat the area? How long after uh, treat the area with MagnaWave? Okay, if they're going into the bursa of the joint, or it goes into the the sac, if you, if you will, the, the joint sac or the bursa of the joint, it's not going to leave that. It's going to go in there and, and do what it does and help get rid of inflammation. When I started, they would be injecting, I'd be treating full horses, full back of horses, and they're in, injecting the joints. And I didn't always treat the joints 
of the horses. I would be treating the back, the shoulders, the hips, the neck, and that type of thing, giving them relaxation, helping uh, being helping to help their blood flow and so forth. So we were treating at the same time. Now, if you want to treat the specific joint, uh, things have kind of flown through our system and the way people have recommended it. Let the injection go in, give it, let it work for a couple of days, uh, and then come back and treat the joint area if you desire to do that. And, and, uh, and you'll see some very good results. There were times, uh, again, in the beginning, and we were learning that they would inject and we would treat immediately because we're the, the HA that they're injecting and what we're doing are all directed at, at reducing inflammation and, and helping things, help giving some pain relief. So we were doing it at the same time. Then over time, we kind of got to the point, well, let's wait 24 or 48 hours, then come back and treat the area specifically. But if you're treating the whole horse, whole upper body, the horse and not the joint area, what they're injecting, treat away. You're not going to, you're going to, uh, help the area with good blood flow and good oxygen and all that kind of stuff. You're going to help all of that, but you're not directly on the on the area. We did have some situations in the beginning where they would be giving injections into a hoof or into an ankle to where it's into the tissue, into the muscle tissue to kind of block some things and to to do that. Well, if we would come back and treat after they've injected that tissue, we could help flush it out. So we learned in those types of situations let them do their job, let them inject, let it go into the tissue, let it be used for its job. And then you come back and work with recovery uh, after the event or after the work, whatever it may be. So that's the best way to approach that. So to answer your question, uh, I'd go, I'd go 24, 48 hours. If you're going to treat the joint specifically, if you're going to treat the whole horse, treat away. Uh, Julie has a question. Is there a unit similar to the Magnum mag mobile system? It is very user-friendly, easy to travel with for humans and horses. The unit offers a timer that can be turned off. They have continuous signal to treat throughout the night, uh, for example. As my husband and I sleep on this mat system, thank you for your time. Okay, uh, we do have the B2 system uh, that I sleep on every night. My wife does as well and uh, I'll move it. I'll use our small, I'll use our mat and some nights I'll treat my shoulders and lungs. Other nights I'll treat my, my hip area for my prostate and just back health. And some evenings I'll treat my knees and my, my lower legs and just kind of move it around. I'm now getting to where we're watching TV or something. I'll place the mat on my pillow for a half hour or so. It'll run for eight hours and treat my upper shoulders and my head and back of neck for just good cognitive oxygenation and good, you know, situation uh, in the, in the head. So I'm not familiar with the mag mobile system. I'll have to look it up. But we, we have that, uh, those types of systems. If you're sleeping on it overnight, it sounds like a lower power system, which is fine. They work, but uh, to, to use overnight. Most of our equipment is higher powered and you use it for shorter periods of time. But like I say, we do have the B2 machine. Now, our, uh, some of our Pulse Pro devices uh, and the Julian and the Pulse Pro have timers that can run up to uh, 90 minutes. And so you can use them for a longer period of time, depending on what areas that you're needing to treat and how you want to use it. Normally, when you're treating with a higher powered device, like we have 15 minutes would be about a max treatment. 
Now, you know, you can do 10 minutes on your elbow and 10 minutes on your back and 10 minutes on your low back and 10 minutes on your knees. You can do that to where you're getting to a longer treatment session. But on any one normal area, 10 to 15 minutes, you achieve the maximum uh, energy delivery of PEMF and the magnetic field that the body is really going to use well. So lower power systems, though, as uh, Julie's talking about, are designed to run for longer periods of time. Uh, many of the devices, it says, lay on it for an hour uh, twice a day. Some of them you sleep with overnight. Our B2 system has shorter uh, treatment sessions, and then it has the eight-hour treatment session that, as I said, we use uh, nightly. Uh, we have two mats in our bed, so we can use them uh, as, we, as we see fit, and it works very well. And it can be timer can be turned off and and uh, very similar to what uh, Julie's uh, talking about there. Um, let's see, Tammy and Mark Miller, 72 hours, Julie. Um, don't know what she means by that. Uh, John, hey, Pat, been a while. Hope it all well. Any update on the CE? I think you were with me the last time I gave this. Uh, the inspection was scheduled for the 1st of June, actually the last week of May, first week of June, kind of overlapping, you know, the, the 30th and the, through the 5th. And with the COVID, of course, they didn't do zip. And so now they're back. Uh, I don't even know if they're back really doing full inspections at this time, uh, but that's what happened. We were, we, we were going to be inspected again. It was scheduled for the 1st of June for our conversation purposes. COVID stopped everything and we're, uh, they're working the list uh, to try to get it uh, taken care of. So I, I really don't have any idea at this juncture. Uh, we keep reaching out to ask where we are on the list and when we can get rescheduled for the appointment. But they basically, uh, you know, they were going to be testing all through March, April, May, and June, and ours was in June. So if they didn't do anything, we're probably three or four months out again to uh, work up that list. So uh, that's where we are there um, to move down. <laughs> To move down that road, John. I hope that's uh, sorry, but that's we we as you know and as we have discussed, we were looking for something different. We were really excited about having because everything is done. The ISO is in place. The good manufacturing procedures practices are in place. Uh, they as you know they inspected the factory last year, and the company that inspected our factory and several other factories, uh, unrelated products even uh, did not do the paperwork properly and then it all had to be rescheduled and set up again and that's where we are today. Okay, let's see. Um, John, thanks for joining us. John's in Europe and so it's later in the day with him. Uh, Julie asks a question. Hi, Megan. Uh, the unit offers battery power as well as plug as well as plug-in. Uh, Dr. Pollock developed for travel longer treating purposes. Can you provide more info on the B2 please? Uh, Sure. I mean, it's a, uh, the B2 is an interesting unit. It, it is suitable for pain relief and, and, and relaxation. And it's also, it's a frequency device. So it puts out uh, four different, uh, uh, five different frequencies, actually Delta, Theta, Alpha, uh, Beta, and Gamma. And uh, each one, the Delta and the Theta are designed for rest and relaxation. 
uh, are, and they and they'll, and they'll run for a much longer period of time. And they also are very beneficial because they are a magnetic field. We generate the frequencies that you can hear with the, the little clicking device that are designed for relaxation. When you get to alpha, which is a more normal mode that when you wake up in the morning, you may treat yourself with alpha frequencies for a half hour to to get ready to go about your day and to be energized to have a good day is where the alpha comes into play. Alpha is also very good. If you're having some back problems, put it on, put that machine on, sit on it for a half hour uh, on your couch or whatever the situation may be. And it's very beneficial for um, pain relief, inflammation reduction, that type of thing. When you get into the beta and the gamma, those are more designed for uh, uh, the beta is if I really want to concentrate on something and I do treat myself with beta, it really helps hone in your attention and your concentration. And then gamma is where the monks go for in mental and their mental capacity to be able to meditate and, and really get deep into the meditation uh, cycles. In the U.S. over the years, we've not done too much with gamma. A lot of people, uh, they, take, they feel it takes much more understanding. In the Europe area, gamma Gamma is much more readily addressed and, and approached. And so we do the delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma. And the gamma is if you really want to get intense meditation, uh, that type of thing. The beta and the gamma are also fine for some, some pain relief and inflammation reduction, but they are more intense to keep, to make you more focused. So they're going to be more active to wake you, if you will, to keep, to fire you up, to get into something. So the, the Delta Theta and the Alpha are really the pain relief uh, functions of the device, plus the frequency delivery for rejuvenation, for pain, for pain relief and relaxation. I hope that helps a little bit there um, with, with what you're talking about. Uh, and then they, they put up the link uh, to go to see the uh, B2 device uh, on the website. So uh, what are your thoughts on treating horses stifle? Many vets disagree that any PMF treatment will help with that Many vets disagree that any PMF treatment will help with that scenario. Well, that's interesting that someone would say it won't help with a with a stifle uh, scenario. When I first started, uh, that was a lot of the trainers and a lot of the horse people were saying, well, I think I'm having stifle issues. Let's do that. Well, we found a lot of times those issues were actually in the back, in the sacrum, down through the hips. Uh, coming to the to the stifle area, uh, uh, we have I've worked with veterinarians to be able to to show them with the device that there is some sensitivity in the stifles that they maybe need to address with injections or with whatever they do. But if you just get down to the basic situation of the stifle, if there's pain, and if if the horse is not reacting and they are uh, and you're feeling that and pain either to palpitation or pain that you can notice when the animals are working. There is inflammation with regard to that and to treat that area to help with the inflammation reduction and the pain relief uh, would certainly be uh, viable and would certainly be something that I think uh, could be beneficial for the animals. And I can tell you that over the years, there have been plenty of times in my thousands of horses that I've treated uh, all around the country and around the world, we treated the stifle area a lot. And in many cases, we were able to show that there was really something going on. I can tell that story again if need be, but I won't at this right now, but on how I really got involved with that. But uh, to, to treat that area, for someone to say it's not beneficial when there's pain, 
<laughs> and we want to relieve the pain. I'm not questioning what they're saying. I'm not a veterinarian, but it is a situation. Now, if it's a particular area in the stifle, the, the diffusing or non-fusing or whatever, the different things that can go on, a lot of that is anatomical. And uh, can you be a benefit to that with blood flow and oxygenation and helping things progress the way the docs want them to? I would think that might be the case. Uh, and so, but if it's a real anatomical situation, a lot of times all we can do with an anatomical issue is make it better for a period of time, feel better, less pain, relief. But if it's anatomical, it's certainly going to, to try to come back. So uh, to, to treat the stifles when you're treating the whole upper body of the horse, uh, I can't tell you how many times I treated these horses and they would say, oh, we're having stifle issues, back issues, da, 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 da. they'd get on the horse and go ride and come back and say, I don't know what it was, but it's better. And he's changing leads or he's paying attention or he's going over the jumpies or better range of motion, whatever, uh, to treat, to miss an area makes no sense. Uh, to treat an area makes perfect sense to me. Uh, now, with that said, and I might as well go here a little bit, when I first, when I started and the way a lot of people treat, if a horse is not having any ankle, feet, uh, knee problems or anything like that, uh, if everything's good, you don't have to treat that. Treat the upper body because where's that good blood flow going? Where's that good oxygenation going? To the legs. So in essence, we're going to treat the legs over a period of hours because what we do lasts for hours and sometimes days. Uh, you get a day or two of good movement, good flow of blood and everything out of what we're doing. So uh, you don't, but you don't have to necessarily treat the foot. Whereas I had plenty of jumping horses that they're getting ready to go to the ring and I'm treating the feet for five minutes on each foot because they have a lot of compression when they come over those jumps and a lot of rotation when they come into that new artificial turf. They don't slide. If you've ever seen a video when a horse, when his hoof hits, he kind of slides, then he rotates. And uh, uh, some great videos that are out there showing that. But when you come into the artificial turf, quite often you lose that slide. And so the hit and they begin to rotate, well, that can begin to cause issues. Uh, we saw that on the racetrack when they started using artificial turf on the racetracks. Uh, the, the catastrophic events were dropping, were down, but a whole new area of soreness came a whole new area of how it affected their shoulders, their ankles, their joints. And so the, the, the docs were very busy uh, trying to figure the best way to work with these horses that were running and performing, uh, performance horses performing on jumping and so forth on an artificial uh, type of turf. So a lot of things there. I hope that answers uh, your question uh, uh, that you've asked. What about treating legs and feet after being injected? Okay, again, Thank you. We were talking a few minutes ago about injections. It depends on the type of injection and, and as to when you would go in and what you would do uh, with the treatment. Again, 502-599-9722. If you'd like to visit, we can certainly uh, do that. I'll give you a call back. But uh, the part of the, the, the basis, the way a lot of folks talk today is if they're going to inject, wait 24 to 48 hours and then come back and back and treat. But you can treat the, I mean, if you want to treat a horse's leg and they've injected his ankle, ankle, you could certainly treat the upper leg and the knee and all of that. All you're going to do is help blood flow. You're not going to do anything to negate anything that's gone on unless they've injected into the muscle tissue and you don't want to flush that out. 
or if they've been in, injected into the tissue of the foot or the, or the, back when they were talking about blocking and, and doing this and that. You don't want to flush that by just improving the, the, the circulation in, in the area. So it depends on what it is. So understand what the injection is. Talk with the doc. What, what, how are you injecting? You're going into the sac that nothing's going to leave the sac, but yet I'm going to treat around the, the bursa and, and the, and help inflammation that's outside that that's been caused. Can I deal with that? Sure. And, and, but again, go over that and talk with your veterinarian and get the best direction uh, that's available to you um, in the area. Okay. Sophia asked the question, is MagnaWave PMF considered an essential, essential service? I'm trying to get a practitioner scheduled for my dad in his retirement home in another state and encountering some resistance from the front desk. Well, it, 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 number one, the, the factories are considered essential. Uh, the devices are considered essential uh, for animal health and for people health in various uh, designs and various features, how they're used and licensed in the various states or in the United States, it, what class of device they are. But in all, it's a health and wellness device that is used uh, quite often. What you're going to run into in nursing homes and hospitals and various places where they're looking for a specific credential, they're looking for FDA clearance, if you will, or looking for those types of situations, uh, you're going to have a tough time uh, for them to understand and allow you to do that. Now, there are nursing homes that will allow you to bring in a heating pad or allow you to bring something in for the comfort of your uh, relatives. And so this is something that will provide comfort, will provide some re rest and relaxation. So if they can understand that, that that's what you're doing, they'll be more than likely to allow you to, to do it. Are they going to pay for it with insurance? Are they gonna turn it into Medicare or Medicaid? No. Um, but that's not the situation there, but it's how you approach uh, the folks. I had a situation in Lexington where there was a person, his wife had a stroke and they wanted to treat her head and shoulders for cognition and they got special permission from the hospital. They were big donors, obviously, but they got special permission and we went to the hospital. There have been folks that have had knee replacements that take their devices right into the hospital and start treating themselves, clear it with their doctors, and away they go to help their recovery uh, through the processes that they're doing. So I would just uh, talk about it. You want it, you want it to be a wellness, uh, rest and relaxation uh, presentation, much like a, a massaging vibrator or something like that. And if they can understand that and see that and experience it, then you may have some luck uh, dealing with the particular uh, nursing home or, or recovery facility that you're that you're dealing with but that's that's how you need to approach it great question um, from that the essential situation and, and standpoint it's 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 a management decision uh, at that point you know there are doctors uh, that are referring clients to us and to other practitioners for various uh, situations, again, uh, knee replacements, scar reduction, and all of that. If they understand what's going on, as you know, we're doing a study at the University of Colorado on uh, uh, concussion injuries, and we're, we're working on that. We're doing some other development with some other studies, and as you know, we have the study at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit and the, the uh, uh, Palm Beach 
uh, or the Long Beach Veterans Hospital uh, in California, in the Los Angeles area on bed sores. And so we get those things going and coming along, that'll all be very beneficial as well. Uh, we have applied for three different 510K um, FDA approvals uh, for our digital devices. Uh, through our manufacturer, and uh, we're hoping for those to come again. Everything got slowed down during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that we're in the throes of today still, and uh, so that has really delayed and changed how some of that stuff will be uh, developed. But at any rate, uh, that's going on, and there's a lot happening in that regard. Let's see. Um, you're welcome. Hope that helps out, Sophie. Any other questions, folks, just put them in the chat box. I'd be happy to answer them. we got several people with us on, uh, on CastBox today. That's great. Uh, we'd like to grow that area a little more. We thank you for being with us, certainly on Facebook uh, Live and on YouTube. And I, again, we're working to uh, get the LinkedIn thing figured out so we can do more there. Any other questions, throw them up. I'd be happy to stick around as long as possible to answer those questions. If you don't have any questions, any other questions, and I don't want to just sit here and just talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, as I like to talk, but I don't want to just keep talking. <laughs> I feel a lot happier when I can answer some questions. Let me see if there's anything I missed. I don't think I missed any questions um, up here. I'm trying to think. Um, we talked last week. There is some, there are some faceplate changes coming to the Pulse Pro devices. And uh, so that'll be interesting uh, to see how that works. And if you have an older Pulse Pro device, there will be a way if you want to update your faceplate, not necessary, uh, but to update to some of the technology that we're adding to the devices as far as controlling. Um, one of the things that we are doing that we're pretty excited about is that we have the devices now. We have a, uh, we've done some technology that when the device is turned off and turned back on, it recalibrates on its own. And uh, so it's always in a uh, perfect calibration situation at a restart. Uh, that doesn't mean that electrodes won't wear out. It just means that they're, it just recalibrates with each, with each go. And uh, we're excited about that. Uh, and those devices are, we'll be switching to those devices very soon. Uh, it, it's as we move along down that road. So any other questions, simply post them in the box. I'd be happy uh, to answer them. I'm trying to think, Chris, is there anything else that I need maybe need to cover? Well, Elaine is uh, starting to uh, prepare her marketing classes. I believe they start the 1st of August. Is that correct, Chris, 1st of August? 1st of August, and uh, uh, she'll be taking a limited number of folks to have uh, basic one-on-one -on -one marketing, start your business, getting going. Second level will be, okay, I've got my business going. I need to hire some people or I need to change my marketing strategy to go into a new area where maybe machine rentals or whatever it may be. Uh, second employee, that, that type of thing. And then we'll get into September. We'll be having some one-on-one -on -one sessions with myself to where we're got real deep into uh, ways that we can really help you as an individual, maybe uh, do some surveys with you and talk to some folks and just help you move down that line in a more in-depth uh, form of development uh, with your business practices. And so we're working hard to, uh, to do that and move that along. Um, the MagnaCon was incredible. The speakers were good. Folks have used that for the recertification and uh, we're excited about that. We're looking forward to next year uh, being uh, 
live again, uh, probably we're going to learn something. We'll probably, if we're able to, we're going to be live with a live event and we'll also be uh, simulcasting at the same time to have an online event. There's a lot of folks just can't make it. They can't come into Louisville or their schedules aren't allowing. So a lot of different things. Um, <clears throat> You know, so there's we're looking forward to do that. Uh, Christine Scheidler asks, uh, you have new machines. Do you ever see trade ins happening? Of course, um, there, there's a couple of ways to approach that. We have we do have people that will trade in and upgrade to a particular device. Um, probably the easiest way to do it is to have your device uh, upgraded if you would choose to do that. Um, but if you're happy with what your device is doing, leave it alone. Um, because I, I can tell you how many times since 2002, when I started doing this, when you come in and you do something to machines to repair them or to bring them up to like new standards, quite often it's different than what it was when you had it and you were happy with what you had. You liked the power level that those deteriorating or wearing electrodes provided. The more they wear, they let you have a little more power. And so, uh, my recommendation to somebody, they say, well, should I send machine in and have it fixed or have it gone over? If you're happy and it's working the way you want it to, leave it alone. Uh, they have extended warranties. So, you, you know, that's not an issue. And uh, but I don't want, you know, sometimes you, I've had people send them in, they get it back. Well, it's not as strong as it was. Well, you got to put 100 hours on it to get it back to the level that you that you had because it's like breaking in a car or breaking in uh, an engine or you know whatever uh, that's same situation uh, occurs here so that's uh, that's my recommendation there but you know we do have people uh, contact your sales associate call the office uh, ask for Cameron if you have something you want to talk about in terms of updating upgrading uh, trading that's all that's all well and good uh, and to see how we can work with you and help you in that. Um, let's see, Julie, PMF is very beneficial for cancer patients as well. My husband and other family maintain normal lab results during chemo radiation treatments while treating with PMF systems. Thank you for sharing, sharing that, Julie. Uh, there are many different uh, schools of thought on treating during chemo uh, treatments uh, in Europe, they do it a lot. Uh, here, we've kind of, you know, we don't want to, it, it's a it's a broad area when we're trying to provide comfort and relief to people. But so I would discuss that, but that's a very good uh, story that, that Julie shared and, and we certainly appreciate that. We have seen folks, there are some uh, testimonials and webinars um, out there, Pilar, Davila did a webinar with me. Uh, you can, uh, Chris Beats Cancer on YouTube or some places to go and see how people have utilized PEMF with their regular regimens, with their vitamins, with their, with their intravenous vitamin C. <clears throat> Dr. Marty is really big on that, intravenous vitamin C with uh, cancer, with PEMF that they use all the time with those types of patients. At Hope for Cancer uh, in Tijuana, they use the MagnaWave devices as a daily uh, treatment and regimen for uh, the folks in, in their facility. And so there's a lot of, lot of research there that you can do and, and understand as to how this can provide comfort and relaxation for uh, your family, friends, clients, whatever the situation may be. Thank you, Julie. Uh, Sebastian, uh, representative in Dusseldorf, Germany, 
uh, do we have representation there? We do have representation in Germany. I don't know exactly where. Again, if you'd uh, contact the office or send an em uh, email to support at MagnaWave PEMF or info at MagnaWave PEMF, ask your specific area and they can direct you uh, to someone uh, or you could write to Cameron at MagnaWavePEMF.com, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, and uh, he will direct you as well in that area. Um, provide service come from the, because most of the people who provide service come from the Netherlands. Yes, we have a lot of, a lot of activity in the Netherlands, but I do believe there is some activity in Germany. Uh, Elaine was going to Germany to uh, do several presentations and uh, have some meetings with folks on a, for a pretty extended time, got stopped because of the COVID, couldn't fly, couldn't go. Uh, now they're back on the calendar looking to do this uh, next year, because we've had a lot of interest in Europe from people. And of course, John is there, John Stevens, uh, to help develop the marketplace in the uh, in Europe and the Union and the various countries uh, over there. And so we're working to do that. And it's going to be uh, something we have to do. But uh, Sebastian, send that email and I'm sure they'd be happy to uh, get out to you. 502-599-9722. If you'd like to talk with me or ask a question or have a discussion, I will phone you back. Let me make sure that there's not anything on here. Doesn't look like it. Uh, it's quiet. Um, so we've been here about 42 minutes. We're always glad to be here. Any other questions, please post them and I'd be happy to answer them, take a look at them best I can. Um, and go forward to get you the answers that you're looking for. That's our goal. Our goal is your health and wellness, the health and wellness of your friends, family, and clients. And, uh, and our goal is to uh, help you do that as, as efficiently as possible. That's our passion and, and, and we're happy to do it. And that's why we're asking, that's why we're here on Tuesdays to answer these questions. Elaine has her uh, bi-weekly webinars as well, dealing with a lot of women's issues and uh, uh, practitioner uh, questions and answers. And so that's, uh, we try to cover all the bases and get you the information uh, that you're looking for. So um, let's see, nothing else coming in. If you got one, put it up there. If not, we're going to go uh, have some lunch or something here in a minute. Uh, it's about that time, certainly. Several people with us again, as I said, have joined us on CastBox. And again, the uh, keep an eye out. It's biohacking wellness. It'll be on Roku, Amazon Fire. Uh, we'll have individual uh, uh, Android and uh, iPhone apps that you'll be able to see the channels on the network, on the TV station, if you will. And you'll be able to select by category. We'll have several different categories. For example, small animals, large animals, uh, biohacking health, uh, alternative medicines, alternative treatments, uh, all of that type of stuff uh, based on uh, various indications that people may have. So we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we've had a lot of interest. It's a pretty robust uh, platform. And to be able to, to be on Roku where people can watch in the evening on their main TV or smart TV is uh, interesting and exciting. So we're working on that and hopefully we can uh, get that ramped up here quickly so you'll be able to, uh, to have a look. It's sounds like fun. Okay. I don't see anything else happening. Um, no other questions. Uh, I'll be back next Tuesday noon uh, to answer your questions. If you have questions, send them to support at MagnaWave PMF and I will have them and I'll be able to get to them earlier. Uh, send me a message uh, on Facebook 
uh, if I'm not your friend, ask me to be your friend. You, that way we can uh, talk in that fashion. You can send a message as well, uh, and I'll be happy to answer your questions there. You can find me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn under Patrick Zemer uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, so we're glad to be here. So thanks again for being with me today. Thank you for the questions. I think they were excellent. I hope I gave you the answers uh, that you were looking for. So wave on to better health. Have a great week and uh, stay well. Bye-bye.